Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, the landlord of the House of Hardcore, the heart and soul of professional wrestling, Tommy Dreamer and I talk about the week that was in pro wrestling. What a crazy week it's been in pro wrestling. And we do that with our good friend Justin Labar. That's right, we spar with Labar on the latest episode of the Busted Open Podcast. It is now time to spar with Justin Labar. Justin, good morning to you. Good morning. I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's Friday. I don't know if it's the coffee. I don't know if Andre did something special, but that, that was coming across extra loud, extra sweet in my headphones. I love it. That's a great sound. ACDC yeah. on a Friday morning for Spar with Labar. And ring Justin, music, bro. Yeah, it, uh, it do it. Listen, Justin's excited. And Justin's got his Washington football team gear ready to go for the 2022 season. a new name, Commanders. He's got the go. hat on. He's got the jersey on. You know, here in the in our area on the East Coast, it's, it's a little crisp outside, a little chill in the air. It's the beginning of fall, and of course, with the beginning of fall is the start of a new NFL season. So, listen, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with my team, with Justin teams, or the 32 teams that Tommy follows in the <laughs> NFL. We'll find out, you know, all season long. But, but this Justin, Sunday... Yeah, Tony Tony Khan's Jaguars are going down at the hands of the Commanders. Yeah, Tony's wow. got enough. Tony's got enough things going on. Commanders are to swoop in. Carson Wentz reimagined. They're going to have a good team this year, um, but so are the Jaguars. I, I really do think your team is going to have a really good team. And I like Trevor Lawrence, and I'm speaking as if Tony Khan's going to be suiting up and, <laughs> and making plays. No, I like Trevor Lawrence. I Washington has a team, but it's 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 all it's always going to come down to health. I mean, I feel like we can never keep a quarterback healthy. You know, everybody was excited for Fitzpatrick last year, injured in the first game. So it happens. But you, the world you, of sports. You do have a quarterback that the the league was very high on just a few years ago. So we'll see if he can turn things around. But you just mentioned Tony Khan in the week that was. I mean. Justin, I, I feel like we say this every time you come on, but my goodness, what a crazy week in the world of pro wrestling. I was telling our producer, Paul, before the start of the show, like it was a week ago that we flew out to Chicago and then Rampage and, and then Sunday All Out. That feels like it was months ago and All Out was five days ago. It's, it's pretty insane when you think about the last week in pro wrestling. 
It really is. I mean, that's, that's the funniest running joke I see uh, here just in the last few minutes on Twitter when uh, promoting that, you know, I'm coming on here to do the segment is that it's like everybody in so many words saying, ah, oh, just nothing to talk about, huh? With big old sarcasm, I roll. Yep. <laughs> Sadly, we're not talking about the wrestling, but we had to talk about the other stuff. And that's the world of that we currently live in. So different. Hey, by the way, before you go on your spar with Labar, what was your uh, when pig fly moment? Yeah, it's National Ooh. When Pigs Fly Day today. So Don't what was that one that. moment that you were like? And you also being fly. a old school Washington fan when they had the hogs. Um, so, uh, I mean. Uh, so like we were doing When Pigs Fly for wrestling. Is that what we're yep. doing? Yeah. Here? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. What I mean, else I, are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, this is this is going to be probably an obvious one, but I, but I can justify it. I mean, it was my very first WrestleMania and I, and being uh, the age I was Stone Cold Steve Austin represented everybody, everything in me as an adolescent and a teenager. And I was at WrestleMania in Houston to see him turn and side with Vince. I know that's a very mainstream, very obvious one, but to be there and to be the age I was, and again, to be so like I was there, my ticket was bought for, for, for him, you know, that, in, in, in the simplest way. So to see that to me, that was a pig's fly, but that was a, Oh my God. Um, I, you know, I wish I could do a, a deeper pool, but that's, that's still, you know, 21 years later uh, will stick with me as like I, I felt something that I can still if I put myself back into it, I can still man- manifest that feeling again of like what I felt. And I turned to my friend, D- D- Timmy, that's with me. And like, you know, we traveled from Maryland to Houston. It was a big deal uh, to do this. It, it just the, the feeling of that to see him turn, shake the hand with Vince McMahon. And you know, the, from this point, the last, you know, what, four years of my life, I lived every Monday night watching this incredible rivalry between this anti-hero that was like my end all be all in his, you know, his, his arch rival. So, I mean, to me, that's my pig's fly. Dave, uh, and I'm, I'm, what about, cause you said, what about for real sports for me would be uh, the Rangers winning the Stanley cup because it didn't happen for so long. And I was a diehard Ranger fan and more so for my dad. Um, and he straight up said, I can now die happy, which is a like very profound statement from somebody when you're that big of a fan. That's a that really pretty good cool. one. Um, you know, I would think maybe the Mets when they won the World Series in 86. I mean, I was with my dad. My dad was an old school uh, Brooklyn Dodgers fan, and he became a Met fan because, you know, the Dodgers moved to L.A., and then he just became a Met fan and probably having to deal with some of the worst losing seasons of any franchise. Yep. To sit next to him when the Mets won the World Series in 86, that's definitely when a pig's fly moment. I'll give you a pig's fly prediction. Go ahead. I'm I'm wondering if I'm if I'm leaning closer to believing uh, pigs will fly when CM Punk has another wrestling match. Wow, it's you know what, Justin, and let's look at this chronologically how this has all things have gone down. This was supposed to be because now we're at the end of the summer. This was supposed to be the summer of Punk. He wins that championship, and again, like. It was just a year ago when he came back, and that was like when the pigs fly moment, right? CM Punk coming back to the world of pro wrestling. He's instantly like the biggest hero, biggest moment in AEW history. All the buzz, all the talk was around AEW, and that's around the time that you know WWE was having SummerSlam, and still people weren't really talking about that. They were talking about the return of CM Punk. Gets the injured foot, he's gone comes back and now we're thinking we're going to finally get those moments from punk that we weren't able to get over to summer captures the championship from Moxley. I mean, just this past Sunday. And now here you are, Justin talking about that. That might've been his last ever pro wrestling match. I, I don't know if it's true, but you want to know something, Justin, probably I would probably lean towards that. 
we may have seen the last of CM Punk in a wrestling ring. It's not crazy to say that, Justin. Yeah, I mean, it is unfortunate given the timeline of what you just, you know, what you just laid out. And, you know, it's, you know, obviously it's also come out, you know, besides the the drama that went down, you know, uh, the press conference and after the show, like, you know, that he is, you know, again, injured and, and it's, it's, I think it's needing surgery or something. So it's like that alone, you know, it may, it, you know, that alone is like, never mind what, whatever discipline he, he will or has been handed out for whatever went on, but it's like he can't wrestle anyways because of injury. And then so now, okay, so that puts another six months, eight months, whatever it is. And then couple that with whatever internally is going on. He's won the title, had to drop the title, won it back, like all in this weird sporadic span of the summer. Like you said, I, I just wonder, you know, he, I think he's going to be, I think if Wikipedia is right, he's going to be 44 this fall. I mean, yep. I, I don't imagine he needs the money at this point is all what creatively fulfills him and, and, and is, is he having fun? And uh, based upon his comments the other night, it doesn't sound like he's having a lot of fun. So I just, it, you know, all that, all that considered, I, I just, I really have doubts of if, you know, I don't ever see him having a match in WWE again. And I don't think that anybody else, I don't think there's any other wrestling company, at least not in North America, that's going to pay him what he's going to be, what he's going to, what he's going to ask for. Um, and so if he's done with AEW, I just, I truly feel like that might, we might have seen so if Sunday and, and, and I guess in a weird way, last match winning a world title in his hometown uh, is his last match. I guess in some ways that's um, that, that's a interesting ending to a, to a story. Justin, you're a sports uh, journalist as well as then you're also a sports manager. Uh, if I just learned anything from Prince Nana, exactly what you say. And if you add an evil laugh to it, totally changes the narrative. If CM Punk's last ever match. <laughs> changes it totally That's it good, does Tommy. It, it really does but you know what what justin says and i think you kind of need a, a minute to kind of digest all of what justin said just said because it's significant tommy he's right he's going to be turning 44 now i don't know how severe this injury is but let's just say he's 44 when he's able to come back and return and, and, and be a wrestler again you know he missed probably his prime years those seven years that he was gone from pro wrestling were probably the prime years for him as an athlete. It's going to be very, very tough. I would think to come back, you're going to have that have to have like that mental attitude, right? Not just physically, but mentally want to come back to be able to do that at that age. And, and Justin said the word, and it's a word that we don't use commonly or should be used more. And that's fun. Like, is Punk having fun? Obviously, he wasn't having fun at the end of his WWE career. Obviously, from what we heard, as Justin said, this past Sunday night, he's not having fun in AEW. This is a guy that didn't want anything to do with pro wrestling for seven years. Maybe now, and he just said it, you won the world championship. Obviously, the world championship didn't mean enough for him to not talk about it and to talk about something else in that media scrum. And he was able to do it in front of a sold-out crowd in Chicago. Doesn't get any better than that. Maybe, maybe it is time for him, for him physically and mentally, maybe he needs to completely shut the door on his pro wrestling career. It's a possibility. Uh, and the one thing, and, and Justin said it as well, that there's a a big thing and I'm, I'm happy more people talk about it. It's mental health. Yeah. And that that's just not about wrestling. If you're unhappy with your current situation in your own life, Hey, how do I help change this? And if you really do think about, you know, I really do think punk, I know he punk loves wrestling. Um, but then it also comes to like, I also know he enjoys being out there in front of the people. 
and taking that all in. Like they do, like even Mark Henry said, I mean, he freaking bought $55,000 worth of ice cream for a bunch of people. Um, and he does love his fans and he does love the business, but then there's all these outside things that at times you need to either let go or if it's all these constant, it's a whole other world, man, constant scrutiny. You know, um, I mean, I'm sure there's people who are going to say, man, paprika on yogurt is horrible or man, paprika on yogurt is delicious. Like, and there'll be this big ass debate or wow, you're a fat dreamer. Why don't you stop eating yogurt? <laughs> there's all these different things that will, people will be coming at you for any movement that you make. So maybe like, it, like when you say for your, for your best version of punk, which a lot of us saw or even knowing them, it is a decent time to walk away because a lot of those promos, a lot of those things were behind the scenes fueled as well as like, you know, him and MJF was great, but there was a lot of behind the scenes stuff where, and it's almost like you keep on poking the bear for somebody's past and that's not going to go away. It never will. And, and especially in that environment of the unscripted promo and just, Hey, let's go back and forth. Let's go back and forth. And you know, for us on a microphone, filling time to talk about pro wrestling, this kind of drama is great selfishly. But when looking at it from the business standpoint, like I don't like the amount of stuff in this summer that is going on outside of the show that is then taking away from the show, you know, and it's not, I mean, it's not just exclusive to AEW, but just on AEW while we're on it, you know, it's like the MJF drama regarding double or nothing that took over everything. Nobody was talking about my guy Wardlow getting, you know, the big victory. Now this MJF comes back, which should be a great story. MJF's back. He's, you know, maybe taking a shoot and making it a work, whatever, but he's back. People are buzzing. He's got a chip that entitles him now to a world title. CM Punk standing there holding that world title. Oh my God, I'm going to tune in Wednesday. And then nobody's talking about MJF just hours later because of the drama. And it's like, okay, well, now I know I'm not going to get MJF staring down with CM Punk Wednesday because CM Punk and others aren't going to be there because it's just not appropriate and right. So it's like, I, I, I hate the fact that like good stuff's being done on the show and then is getting just completely overshadowed by drama going public again but, selfishly but, gives us stuff to talk about but not good for the x's and o's of the booking well justin you talk about the shows but these shows are some of their highest ratings you look at diamond dynamite now that's three weeks straight that dynamite has had over a million viewers on tv and again i always say this it's a i know i understand the rating system is a little skewed and now the wwe what four out of six weeks have had over 2 million viewers for Monday Night Raw. That's the best that the Raw's ratings have been since before the pandemic. So when you look at eyes on the product and, and as Bully likes to say, must-see TV, it seems like the WWE and AEW are delivering shows that the fans think, hey, I have to watch in the moment right now. Yeah. Hey, no, go, Justin. I, I have something to say about that. But well, I was just going to say, I, you know, with with – AEW, it does feel like, oh, my God, I don't know what's going to happen uh, for crazy reasons. I, I, I was a little surprised, like I, all the buzz going into Dynamite this week. You know, I, and I think I, I tweeted something like this. It's like I'm not obviously I'm, I'm tuning in and I'm excited just to see what happens. But I did get a, a vibe off of Twitter that a lot of people were looking forward to Dynamite, thinking they were going to see like some sequel to the drama that was uh, that was playing mm -hmm. out. And I was like, look, none of the people that are involved in that drama are going to be on Dynamite tonight. So I don't. So if you're looking forward to that, you're going to be disappointed. You know, if you're looking forward to seeing MJF and, and Wardlow, whoever, then then okay. Uh, you know, so I mean, yeah, there's a there's a chaotic field AEW that's that, that's got people tuning in. WWE with Raw, it's it's just it just feels fresh. It, that's the easiest word. It's just you know you're not going to get much of repeat. It just, it's tune in because you're just going to get something fresh, which yeah. is such a refreshing concept. 
Uh, I was going to say, Dave, yes, they, they have these ratings, but then what does everybody talk about? All the people that left. And that's like what I hate. Like, okay, I can't have this success. Everyone's going to talk about, you know, all the, all the people that stopped watching after a certain time. That's like, I just won uh, Monday Night Football. I just won the game, but all everyone wants to talk about, I fumbled the ball, even though I won. And that's not fair. And then there's other parts to it where, like, I was, I was so, like, angry when I heard um, Tony Khan being booed on, on site without saying a word. They booed his face. And I was like, man, that's so wrong. And not because I'm friends with the guy. It's just all that he's done for the wrestling industry. And then, and I'm just going from what I saw on TV. And thankfully we have this show, but the show isn't going to be as projected where we had a caller call in and be like, Tony Khan came out after and everyone gave him like a standing ovation and was applauding him. And and the reason why he gave a great wrestling show that night. And that's what should be applauded. We should be talking more about the great wrestling or the, the wrestling, or we just talked like my holy uh, pigs fly moment was WCW being purchased ECW. No more. The industry's done, done. Yeah. And men and women can't feed their families or we can't have discussions like we do if these things go away and it's wrong. And, and then somebody, another caller, man, and I loved him. I don't know who he was. He's, you know, cause we had one caller, he was handed a business uh, cause he's a billionaire son. And then another caller uh, came in and said, how many other billionaire sons started a wrestling company? And I went and I looked it up. You know how many billionaires there are out there in the world? 2,700, 2,700 billionaires right now. Not one said I want to invest in something called professional wrestling, which we love, which so many people watch, which is trending every day. One person did that. And that was Tony. And I'm not riding the Tony Khan bandwagon because just like uh, Justin said as well, right now, because of all the chaos in AEW, WWE, which had all the chaos, is now like, man, we really like WWE. So you can't like <clears throat> turn off one and support the other. You can support both. Yeah, there's, I, a lot I, of, there's a lot of interesting stuff in my statement, but also if you just don't knee jerk and think about what's going on to the fact where men had to fight over something. And, and I, me, Bully and I discussed this, man, and, and we talk about heat on the master's class that'll come out Sunday, which is an amazing read. I've witnessed straight up assault. I've witnessed straight up things that people cannot imagine in a locker room. And it happens, but nowadays it gets out everywhere, but then it also affects business and that's wrong. There's my- Listen, I, no, no, Tommy, you're right. I, I would have loved, believe me, the last thing I wanted to talk about <clears throat> after All Out on Monday was about everything that happened after the event. but. You know, CM Punk kind of forced our hand by addressing yeah. the media the way that he did with, you know, the heavyweight championship in his hand. But and you even said it, too. It wasn't like he was asked that question. No, he wasn't. But that's also means that it says nothing that he needed to. And he, I mean, if you listen to what he said, he needed to get that off of his chest because that's a lot of like depressing things where people will constantly bring it up in your face. When also when your boss says, hey, I resigned that cult as well as moved him to another brand. That was my decision. Had nothing to do with anybody else's. I don't think he's going to go out there and lie and say it was. Yeah, but from here on out, if they do have those media scrums, somebody needs to make the announcement beforehand that we're only talking about the event and the event only. And I'm sure that's what's going to happen. And Justin, things look great for the WWE. Uh, the topic today for Tommy and I were when pigs fly. 
and it's National When Pigs Fly Day here. And you would have said when pigs fly that Vince McMahon would actually retire. Believe it or not, Justin, that was just in July. I mean, here we are in September. It was two months ago, less than two months ago, when Vince McMahon uh, stepped down and retired from the WWE. And Justin, I mean, again, I never thought that that would ever happen. Justin, it happens, and it's like old news. That could have been six months ago when Vince McMahon retired. It seems like fans are like, well, goodbye, Vince, because now we have Triple H, and oh, yeah, by the way, we love what we're seeing on our TVs every Monday and Friday night. Yeah, it was, uh, I think, July 22nd when he officially retired. Crazy. It's nuts. Not even a full two months. Yeah, you know, it's, um, I I said it in the last segment uh, briefly, it, Right now, WWE program, it feels like anything is possible. And what I mean is, you know, there was a, a sense when Vince was running things and, and like, I'm not, anybody's going to take things out of context. I'm not, Vince McMahon obviously has a legacy. It can never be denied, but, but I'm just talking about more in, in the recent and the now you, you would watch Raw and SmackDown and it just, it's like, you, there was just too much of a formula. You know, it was just, you, you can only, you can only let your brain f- wander and fantasy books so much before you just started setting yourself up for disappointment but now it feels like anything is possible from the sense of you're just not going to get rematches unless a rematch is is, is makes sense in the story you'll, you'll just get fresh you know, just something as simple as just seeing a, a fresh heel and face you know in the ring together um you know the, the format it has they're, they're formatting different they're, they're, there's a little bit i like the way they're using the backstage a little bit more chaos and and, and must-see feel um and then of course there's there's the talent there is uh, the talent that was that that is still there that's getting, uh, bu- you know, that's getting pushed, and then there's the talent that was once there that's now returning, and and you know, there's, there's it, it, the list is growing. But what I like about it is Johnny Gargano, Karrion Cross, Dexter Loomis, Braun Strowman. I like that all the talent that he's choosing to bring back, all of them stand out. There's not one of any of of what I just said that you can say is. Oh, well, they're, they're like the same person. They're the same character. They all have just something unique about them that they bring, whether it's Braun Strowman's, you know, freakish size and, and, and the strength and, and his athletic ability for size to Dexter Loomis. And, oh, my God, the eyes and the facial and just what he can what he can convey with while not moving a muscle to Johnny Gargano, who's like just the ultimate underneath connect to the fans, uh, you know, to, to Karrion Cross, who, in my mind, complete package with music entrance and, and everything about him is could be, you know, one of the next, me, you know, megastars. So that's, what's so it's just, anything feels possible to where who knows who shows up in another week or two and what they bring to the table. You know, when you think about all the returning superstars, like you said, there's a purpose behind every superstar. They're not just appearing for the sake of appearing. There's a story behind all these superstars. Justin, I think you would agree a lot of times when we've gotten returning superstars in the WWE, especially lately before Triple H took over creative. And I'll use some examples, whether it was injury or moving up from NXT, like a carrion cross. There was no rhyme or reason to bring him to the main roster. They didn't do anything with him. A Champa, they brought him up for the main roster. Didn't have any reason to bring him up. He wasn't doing anything. And then you had returning superstars from injury like an Oscar or an Alexa Bliss that they brought back into the fold with really no purpose or defined character. I think Alexa Bliss was definitely one of those examples. It feels like with Triple H, creatively, he's dotting all the I's, crossing the T's. Everything makes sense. And But... More importantly, there's reasons. So you have to watch these characters that are that are on your TV screen. Yeah, and and it's even a little bit more the way you said that 
Dave, it's even a little bit more of a tip your hat even more to Triple H because in some respects, it's a bit of an uphill battle because you're having to convince the audience that, yeah, they've already seen Karrion Cross come out and look ridiculous and, 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 and not get, you know, book strong on the brief run that he had on the main roster. Uh, you know, we've seen, you know, everybody just said, and, 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 and he's having to undo that and kind of just re, you know, just represent them and, and get them back over mm-hmm. with the audience. And then some of it's also, I guess maybe this is a, a credit where we can give credit to, to today's audience that the audience more so than ever that's watching um, does have, a, you know, does not everybody's a hardcore internet wrestling fan, but more information is out there. And I, and I think it, it, it's, it's easier for them to understand, like, okay, this is a show. This guy's just getting booked. There's new management. It's, you know, the people are a little, the people are in tune that there's somebody new running the shows. You know, mo- most fans know that even if they're casual, they know that they probably heard by now that, that Vince is not around. So it, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very, it's an exciting time. I look forward to raw more than I have. And I couldn't even tell you, I mean, and uh, you know, Great. cheap plug every Monday night, I'm, I'm live myself, Jimmy Corderas and Jack Farmer are live on the wrestling Inc channels across Twitch and YouTube and everything. And it used to be, man, having to stay, having to watch the three hour show, take some notes, stay up. I'm up, you know, I'm on the East Coast. I'm up past midnight, you know, talking about a show that I wasn't even particularly thrilled about, but I'm trying to just do my job and do the service of making the podcast entertaining. Yep. It's not a struggle anymore. I look forward to watching Monday night program. It's three hours still too long, too long for anything to be weekly. Uh, but they're making the most out of what they have to fulfill. Hey, you said something that, uh, and Dave said something earlier, when we talk about wrestling fans and, and the carrying crosses or all these people who were brought up, Dave, you said it about Dusty Rhodes going to the WWF. And yep. you were like, that's not the Dusty Rhodes. I experienced it as Tommy Dreamer. There's a lot of people like, that's not the Tommy Dreamer. And when I had moments, or even when Dusty Rhodes had moments where you get to be who you were, it showed and it also helped the performer. And now I feel like with this regime, we're getting the best versions of themselves. And that whole like carrying cross coming up, up without Scarlet, massive, huh? Well, what's going on here? Like, that's not how it's supposed to be. And like, we got to see those ones that we've lived as fans, like Dave and I, or I've lived personally where you also see, well, that's not really the person that, you were handcuffed, but now I feel the handcuffs are off for most talents. I, I definitely agree with that. And, you know, when it comes to like the behind the scenes stuff that Tommy was alluding to, Justin, you were mentioning as well, like about Vince McMahon stepping away, even like what's going on with AEW before the Wednesday show with Punk and the Bucks, because Tony Khan didn't mention any of that specifically. The pro wrestling fan right now, like the 2 million that view into Monday Night Raw, the million now that tune into AEW Dynamite on a Wednesday, how many of those fans do know what's going on behind the scenes? How many of those fans are on the internet or are on social media? Like, is it enough not to recognize those things on air or is it big enough that you don't need to? Well, I think... My opinion, obviously, I think the million that are watching AEW, probably a larger percentage of that million, I'd say, yes, just because of, of, of the type of audience and, and kind of the way AEW markets mm-hmm. and who they market. I think it probably is, you know, if it's if it's so. But I, but so while most of them all probably knew exactly what's going on, you know, probably there's, there's probably very few people. And I feel bad for the very few people that walked into Dynamite in Buffalo. And the last thing they saw was Punk win. <laughs> on all out and they went to bed and hadn't been on Twitter for the next few days. And then they wonder why they're not seeing punk, you know, but there's probably not too many of them, but I understand Tony not making any mention at all 
by name because quite frankly, and this probably still makes true even two days later, there's probably some legal ramifications of why he's probably said, don't say anything about this because they're, because they're probably still sorting through what happened. If, if, if what we're hearing actually happened, if there was physicality and whatever, then, then there's probably a legal advisement of don't go on national television on, on, a, on a taped announcement and say anything about that. It's just not needed right now because who knows? I mean, who knows what could come of this? You hope not. You hope this doesn't turn into lawsuits and things like that. But I mean, we, we, we've seen that happen before. Um, yeah, so. and Tommy, t- to what you were saying today and what you were saying to Bull- with Bully yesterday, I think a big reason why Tony was booed on Wednesday was because it was a like a taped segment that was filmed in the back. I think a lot of fans were hoping that it was going to be him live in the middle. I think if it was, if that was the scenario, I don't think he would have been booed like he was on Wednesday night. Right. Uh, as well as then he also delivered you know, bad news, and there were people who said that that were there live. But I'm talking about the knee-jerk reaction yes, when you're okay. watching something, as well as then you know you go to your social medias, because then it just it adds that turmoil of negativity. And I told you this before, my mom literally will call me up because she works at a local town, and she like she has to fill out birth certificates and death certificates, and she always starts off with, "Can you believe how many people died?" I was like, "Really? How many people were born?" Yeah. But that's how that's like, wrestling nature. always tries yeah. to go that negative narrative as opposed to the positive narrative, which I don't like. Understood. Well, speaking of something that unfortunately is a little negative, Tommy, is in the world of the WWE, and we switch over from Raw to what we're going to see on SmackDown tonight, no Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee, Whoa. friend of the show, uh, Justin. No Pat McAfee on commentary. He has done a phenomenal job. He is going to be missed on Friday nights. Yeah, he really is. And, and I, that's, another, that's another thing. That's something talking about looking forward to. I look forward to watching SmackDown. And I can say not, not with just kissing Pat's ass and, and being another great guy that's uh, Pittsburgh based, but I would look forward to SmackDown yep. because yeah. of, I look forward to SmackDown because Pat and his energy and, 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 you know, how do you not smile and laugh? And, and, and he kind of is giving off what you might be feeling as a fan at home, but you, know, you just, just him with also with Michael Cole, you know, that there was just, just a tremendous chemistry. I mean, Cole never gets enough credit, probably never will. Uh, and it feels like he's even Cole's even better now that it feels like he's got some handcuffs undone on him. I feel, I love the history that he's giving and references he makes, but him and Pat just had tremendous chemistry that, you know, I, I feel bad for whoever they're going to put in that spot to, to try to fill Pat's shoes because it, you're going to be just getting compared to well, that. Oh, well, Pat would have done this. I mean, I, I really, I think, I don't know who they're going to put this out in the spot, but I mean, um, you know, I think Corey Graves does a great job on Monday. I mean, I guess maybe if, if you if you wanted Corey to pull double duty, I mean, I think Corey could probably go in there and knock it. But but I mean, just Pat, what a great element, and and you know, it's good for him. He's going to go do this college game day thing for the for the fall here. But um, yeah, big i never thought i'd say a commentator not being on is a big loss but to me i feel like it's a big loss no it is god because you said it the energy he brought an energy and he's the wrestlers tell the stories in the ring but he tells it for us and he did an amazing job and his commentary was both during the vince time and now the triple h time it was refreshing and that's a lot of missing wonder who they will bring back wonder what joey styles is doing I would love to hear Pat McAfee. Tommy, you got to go have one more match in WWE. I would love to hear Pat McAfee on commentary with, with some of the antics that Tommy Dreamer could get himself involved in. That would be just, I mean, P- Pittsburghese Pat McAfee dropping some Pittsburghese uh, terminology on, on, on Dreamer with, with, with balls and prosthetic legs. And nice. He's hardcore. I mean, good God. It, it's just endless, endless quote material. Justin, you know, because uh, college game day is going to be just for the football season. Do we see Pat back in the fold 
once football season's over. Absolutely. I, I think uh, I, I absolutely think that by the time they're on road to mania, he's back. I think he's back by rumble. Uh, if not a little bit sooner. Cause I mean, I, I, I absolutely, I, I, I mean, I, why, why would you not? I mean, I couldn't, unless, unless college game day goes so well that something else comes along that, but that's the thing I was going to say, unless something else comes along that takes him away from WWE on a more permanent role, but you know, WWE is not the highest paying gig he has. Again, he's not doing WWE because he needs the money. <laughs> um, you know, he does, he, he has a genuine passion. He's happy to be involved yep. and I'm sure he's getting well compensated for that, for that day's work. So that makes it all the better. But I like, I can't see him not just completely walking away from WWE. He just enjoys it so much and he's good at it. And Oh, by the way, he can also step in and be an attraction, a one-off attraction for major events in the ring as proven. Um, so like he just offers too much to them. And I think he knows it. And I think he get, that, that then in return offers him satisfaction on de- several different ways. He gets satisfaction each week, being able to talk on the microphone, which he does very well. Uh, it doesn't hurt himself, uh, but then he's also able to put his body in the line and get the satisfaction and going in there, adrenaline pumping, performing in the ring. Like he grew up as a kid watching and dreaming to do. So I think there's just too much, there's too much love and too much, positive result on both sides of it for him and for the company. Absolutely. Uh, that is not going to be, it'll be a pig's fly moment. If Pat McAfee never sits at the desk again. Okay. Well, hope, hopefully you're right. Uh, Justin, uh, it's great to have you back. Uh, love having you each and every Friday on falls count anywhere Friday. And Justin, uh, one thing we know for sure, we'll be talking to you next week. So have a great weekend, Justin. Thanks guys. Appreciate it. This is Jimmy Smith, voice of WWE Monday Night Raw and host of Unlocking the Cage on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156. And I'm here to let you know that Unlocking the Cage is now available as a podcast. That's right. You'll get my take on the trending stories in combat sports and interviews with some of the biggest names in the fight game. I'm bringing you shows every weekday. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app free for most subscribers. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Tommy, what was that one moment where you say, like, I never thought when pigs fly, this will happen in the world of pro wrestling? I was there live, uh, and I want to say it was in New Jersey. I just finished wrestling Stevie Richards in a Singapore cane match, and it was just like a weird, weird vibe. And then all of a sudden, Eric Bischoff showed up in WWE, and I was just like, wow, that was something I never expected. That was a definite when pigs fly moment. For me to experience it uh, as Tommy Dreamer, the character, Jerry Lawler showing up in the ECW arena, followed by Jim Cornette um, showing up in the ECW arena. And then later in the one of the crazier moments uh, where in a weird thinking it was an alternate timeline in OVW, I was the boss and both Jim Cornette and Paul Heyman 
were there and Landstorm took the picture to uh, solidify this moment of Paul Heyman and Jim Cornette, who had a lot of heat between each other uh, there happily uh, coexisting in the same space. You know, for me, and I'm going to go back because I'm going to go back before the world of knowing what was going on behind the scenes and things like that. For me as a fan, it was when Dusty Rhodes went to the WWF. Like, I never would have imagined as like, like as an NWA fan, Tommy, and, and like that was the guy. Like, you know, that was the biggest baby face that I've ever seen in that organization. And he, you know, he bled for that company. And to see him show up, at, on a Vince McMahon product like the WWF, and then go from the American dream to the common man, that was one of those moments that I think falls under the category when pigs fly. What about, um, I mean, that is a great moment, but I mean, there's another one before. Was it wasn't a great moment. It was, it was a moment that I never saw happen, but I, wouldn't, I don't know if I would categorize that as a great moment. What about when Ric Flair showed up with the uh, you know, title? Yeah, the, the big that gold was belt. another, like... When pigs oh. fly moment, like you never oh. thought you'd see that. Oh my gosh. Ooh, that's, um, a good one. that's a good one. Paul producer, Paul, the undertaker losing at WrestleMania. That was what, I mean, millions of people were shocked. That's another moment. I, this I is was a great there. topic, David, you touched on it again. Well, I don't, I don't want to touch on too many. You would have created this show or something, David. <laughs> Actually, I when when they had this show go five day, days a week, mm-hmm. that would probably be under the category when pigs fly. Because not a lot of people believed in this show. And when it actually went five days a week... I was able to walk down the hallways of Sirius XM with my well, head held like Vince Yeah, McMahon's I was like Vince lot. McMahon. I was like... Rup, rup. And all but, the you know, like, that Mark, we don't pay him for this show. <laughs> Uh, that was the case for many, many years. Uh, Tommy, <laughs> and now who's uh, laughing now? He's cock of the walk again. <laughs> um, I don't want to throw out too many because I really want the nation to come up with some of these when pig fly moments in the world of pro wrestling. And they will because I know that how the nation thinks. But Tommy, um, let's, let's expand on some of that you've already mentioned. Let's first with The Undertaker, you know, losing the Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 30. That's a moment that... We still argue and talk about today whether that was the right move or not. I know you and I both firmly believe it wasn't the right move for that to happen. And I still wish he had that undefeated streak. But I was in this, you know, I was in the Superdome in New Orleans when that happened. And it was dead silent. We actually everybody in the audience, Tommy, looked at the Jumbotron because we were waiting for that. You know, that 20, and know, like when it said 21 and one, like that was like, we didn't believe it until we actually saw it in front of our eyes. Like we, we complete shock. And, you know, we talk about the media scrum that happened on Sunday with CM Punk. I was sitting with the media and everybody's joy. It wasn't just the fans, but PR people for the WWE there. They, they were in shock on what just took place in New Orleans at WrestleMania. I could picture Howard Finkel just at the edge of his microphone waiting to go, however, like, but he couldn't do it, like shaking. Is this my time? Is this my time? This is my moment. Get back over there, Howard. I love Howard Finkel. Jesus. There's no how there's no however. It happened. Yeah, man. That that's that's my my man. I I never would have done that moment. 
And there's so many. And you just mentioned Ric Flair with the big gold belt. You know, Ric Flair, the NWA World Heavyweight Champion. When you think of the big gold belt, that's who, immediately who you think of is Ric Flair. When I think of the 10 pounds of gold, the old school NWA belt, I think of Ric Flair. And then to see Ric Flair on WWE or WWF at the time, TV, with that big gold belt, that's a when pigs fly moment. And I wasn't, you know, I was, I'm honest, I, I think I was in the business by then. Um, but what I'm saying information wasn't key how we get it now and so that was a confusing confusing time yeah and how it was played out i have another massive uh shocking one that i got to experience and then i was just like oof but i don't want to say it because there's there's a lot man just like and it, it's funny when we talk about this it, it takes me back to what i thought if i was in the business if i wasn't in the business but also like when it happens. You're just like, whoa, because you didn't get a lot of that information as opposed to when we get this information now. Yeah. So when you saw it on TV, it was just, if that happened, if that happened now, you would hear all the reports of like Jim Hurd talking to Flair and, you know, this, that, yep. and the other thing. We would hear all those reports weeks he before. He owed him the money for the title because of the yes. deposit. It was a Which different time. I never time. even knew it was a thing until like forever. But nope. that, those are like what make you, I want to say, a better fan in the sense of like who the hell knew that you actually had to lay down a deposit for being the world champion. But that was really so you didn't screw over the promotions and take the title and run. Or even I remember mean, the, the cheap Adrian Adonis created his own NWA title back then. That was like, how dare you do that? But now with replicas and all that stuff, it's like, yeah, that could happen at any moment. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for. So check out Mega Mod Master Sets, the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more. All for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now. Only at GearWrench.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.